The Angsty Christian Podcast is a mature show that deep dives into the problematic aspects of the modern church. Some content might not be suitable for all listeners. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. What is up, my sexy bitches? Welcome back to the the sexy Angsty Christian Podcast, where today we are extra yassified, extra queen slayed, and extra, extra gay, because, right. yeah, I mean, it'll make sense when we get into our topic later, but... We slayed. We slayed. We slayed. We Slob? Jesus. Like coleslaw, but better. Coleslaw, but yeah, that's my fun fact. Uh, fuck coleslaw. That's it. Oh, who am I? I Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck am I? Alrighty then. Well, hey everyone. I'm your angsty, sexy grandpa, Jake. And. Boxy grandpa! Boxy grandpa! Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, um, I don't know. Fun fact about me right now. Oh, I'm actually getting prepared for uh, one of my friends who I haven't seen in like five years, by the way. He's going to come down uh, to my place. He's going to say hi. And I'm actually just really excited about that. That's just a genuine fun fact. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. That's just so genuine and wholesome. I I just, I miss him and I'm glad that uh, he's coming down to visit. It's going to be great. That sounds dope. Yeah. Well... What's up, everyone? Um, this is your deconstruction daddy, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, and fun fact about me, um, man, there's a lot that's been happening. We've been away for like a, for a month by this point. Yeah. We're sorry we abandoned you, children. We didn't intend to. Yeah. Uh, hopefully the people at the firehouse treated you right. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah, hopefully, you know, the people at the orphanage didn't neglect you, even though orphanages do not exist in America anymore. Foster homes do. Oh, we shit. We just rebranded orphans to foster kids. Exactly. Hey, hey, orphans, guess what? Upgrades, people. Upgrades. <laughs> Upgrades. <laughs> um, Holy yeah. shit. I, I, I guess this is a fun fact or not so fun fact. I don't know. But we were away because I was gone all my whole birthday weekend for my stepfather's memorial service. So I had to drive up to Bishop where my mom lives. And, you know, we... We, we were up there for a few days, my girlfriend went, my friends, a few of my friends went, and uh, it, it, it started off okay. And, and then, like, come, like, Friday night, Saturday, I, I was just like, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> Too much time with family. I, my stepbrother, I didn't remember how much of a dick he was. Like, you know, like, I, I, he did teach me how to get into someone's head in a very manipulative way. Mm. Um, and also a really funny way. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so he goes, okay, so just to get into someone's head and like to fuck with them, all I have to do is look at them and be like, you look like, you, you look like someone who doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was your stepbrother that said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. <laughs> I mean, just keep gaslighting them. So a friend, he sent to a friend, and and one of my friends was like, I I played water polo. He's like, wow, that's pretty impressive for someone who doesn't know how to swim. It just kept going, and like it was funny at first, and then I was like, all right, all right, yeah. See, mine would be you look like the type of person that would take four tries instead of three to get the USB in the slot. <laughs> 
<laughs> it flies. Gotta take some three tries to put the USB in. Are you trying to tell me that it doesn't take you three times on a normal basis? No, because I look at where the little bottom thingy is. Oh, so you're a so you're a USB looker. So we know exactly what kind of personality type Daniel is now. <laughs> I want everyone to gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss him for <laughs> this. Which fun? Another fun fact. Uh, my. Oh, wait, I can't say this out loud. Never mind. I'm going to skip that one. Um, I'll tell you about this later on, Jake. It's actually pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just want to respect other people's wishes, but, you know. Um, yeah. All so, right. there's there's that. There's that. Um, and, obviously, you might notice that there is a voice missing yet again. Uh, scheduling has been crazy. It's a miracle that Daniel and I were able to sit down in the same room yeah. for once. Uh, and so, you know, we count our blessings as we get them, but, uh, Bonnie is not going to be here this week. We really do miss her. And the topic that we're going to be talking about today really, really, uh, it really is going to impact very deeply with a lot of people, including, um, us three. And so we might come back to some certain aspects of this topic, like, later down the line maybe like uh next episode or you know two episodes from now but yeah. we're gonna do a part two very soon yeah and you know i think we had mentioned before that we were gonna start like mentioning patreons and uh like new patreons and new apple podcasting but none of y'all have left us a comment on apple podcast so uh please do that and also if you would like to support us on patreon do that obviously it's all in the end but we would love to give you a shout out and also love to add you to the angsty heretics group that we have created. So Yeah, I still want to point out that we're still a five star podcast. Perfect ratings all around. Hell yeah. And we want people to change that so we don't please. get the ego too stuck in our heads, please. I'm too late. But you know, please send this <laughs> to your mega church pastor. Um, send this to your young adults pastor. Um, oh man. Oh um I ran oh we're going to do the Kenneth post a little early because I forgot the, the Kenneth segment, all right? Yeah. This isn't about Kenneth. This is an update on Pastor Bruce. Pastor Bruce? Yeah. So for those of you who listened to, what was it, last year, there's another episode where I talked about running into Pastor Bruce at the wedding, remember? Mm -hmm. And he called me uh, some word that meant something for him, and I just quoted the Bible back at him, and he you know, was like, uh, and left like the whole wedding thing. Uh. Yeah. So, um... I was at a local coffee shop the other day, a couple weeks ago, actually. Now it's been a while. Um, and so this was after the time when um, Brody and uh, whatever the fuck his name is, when they when they try to gaslight gatekeep me, you know, and I blocked them. I also blocked Pastor Bruce because I was like, why do I need to do this, right? Self-care, starting yeah. the year. So after I blocked um, Pastor Bruce, um, I, I saw him at a coffee shop. Mm. And... He completely ignored me. He saw me, but he did not talk to me. Did not even acknowledge me. He 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 didn't he he didn't do anything. No, I expected him to come up and say something to me, you know. But no, I can't believe that Pastor Bruce, Daddy Bruce himself, would yeah. not yeah. come in back yeah. and say Bruce hi Daddy. to you. Yeah, Bruce, Daddy. Well, what it what it just showed to me. Mm -hmm. right? Was once I took off communicate, like once I blocked off communication from him and also um, made it clear that I no longer was really interested in a relationship with him, 
Actually, sorry, no longer interested in volunteering with him or playing into his own system. Mm -hmm. He no longer had use of me. And so if he doesn't have any use of me, why would he come talk to me? Because if we had an actual relationship, when a relationship like that is severed, I would have expected a text, which Brody did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brody texted me, and I just didn't respond because I was like, I don't need to respond to this. Um, And it was an actual apology. Oh, that is an update. He did apologize. Oh, wow. Um, but it didn't feel heartfelt. It kind of sat, you know, it just, it, I was like, I don't, I don't need to even respond to this. This is dumb. Yeah. But it just showed me that I no longer, you know, played into uh, Bruce's system. I no longer was going to be someone that he could have volunteer or rather be his slave at his young adults group or other church functions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was no longer someone that he could shepherd and convince of whatever. Uh, maybe he listened to this podcast. I don't know. I saw a text from earlier in the year because uh, I was deleting some old messages, and he said, "Oh, any way that I can help you with this podcast, bro, let me know." And I was like, "Hmm." <laughs> 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 at, at first, I, I was interested in having him come on. And then I, I guess I just completely changed my beliefs and kind of recognized all that stuff. But yeah. Anyways, so with all that being said, at the moment, I was kind of offended, but now I see it as an absolute win. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So, um, good to hear that you totally deuced on the Bruce. Uh, (laughs) You've been waiting for that, haven't you? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Because I can see, you were were like laughing when I was, like, trying to hold in a laughter, like, when I was talking, like, two minutes ago, and... (laughs) Okay, that was that was good. I came up with I came up with Deuce to rhyme with Bruce, and uh, I couldn't think of anything else. In fact, the last five minutes is a blur. Anyway, (laughs) you're not even half a glass of whiskey in. I know it's great. I love being here. Anyway, so association. Holy shit! I'm just gonna feed into this energy. Do, I don't do know what safe? it is. Do, do I feel safe? Do I feel safe? I no. I feel super safe right oh, now. Okay, okay. Yeah, not attacked right now. This is this is my truest, authenticest self. Great. That's awesome. <laughs> I have, I have donned. I have donned or taken off the mask and have revealed one's true self, my persona, which is Princess Peach. Uh, I wouldn't go. Um, hmm. I want to go that far. I feel like I feel like my authentic, truest self. Oh, that's an interesting question that I will get into on a different uh, note because we should really move on to the topic here. And I call that the finished persona, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, I mean we. That's the thing. I you just gotta finish that game, man. But Elden Rings, bro. I know Elden Ring, but like we can do an entire podcast episode. On the intricacies of Persona 5 and how it leads into uh, deconstruction of literally not only like evangelicalism or anything like that, but also like, you know, weird stuff like capitalism and whatnot. I, mean, I feel like I already have played enough of the game to understand that. But regardless, oh, yeah. Bonnie also has not. So that could be a bonus. That'll be, that'll be a bonus episode. Yeah, that'll be a bonus content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, hold on. No, no, no. We're, this is this is part one of the gay episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that will be a boner episode. Alright. Well, <laughs> I'm moving on to the next segment. Do, 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 do. Oh, wait, no. That's a different music. <laughs> so, Jake. 
Oh wait, actually, we should start this off because this entire episode is pretty much just a, fun, a fucking news. Yeah, yeah. Segment. Oh right, because mm, I love living in relevant times where we experience an historical event every five fucking minutes. So he's backing up, y'all. Hold on, hold on. And by backing up, I mean he's just rolling back on his chair as far as he can go. If you ever watch Hot Rod, this is like at the end when Rod is trying to make the jump and is buying time and is like preparing and like ramping up. That's yeah. what Jake's doing right now. We're on the fucking news. It's the fucking news. And I'm spinning in a chair because it's the fucking news. I ruined the carpet as I spun around. But I'm doing it again because it's the fucking news. Fucking news. That was beautiful. I had to do Born This Way by Lady Gaga because, honestly, it's the gayest anthem that we got. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm not going to start with my bisexual boy rant yet. Um, mm-hmm. that'll, that'll, I think that will naturally come. You don't know. No, no, no mm-hmm. it'll come. It'll come. Yeah, it'll yeah, come. yeah. It'll come naturally. We'll, we'll wait. We'll yeah, wait yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it'll come. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of shit has happened, you know. Um, I think we had mentioned before how we had originally wanted to have our last episode on something completely different, but we felt it was necessary to talk about the war in Ukraine, which is still going on a month later. Mm. Um, Yulia actually posted on her Instagram yesterday that it had been one month since she last, well, not last, but since she texted her family and posted up even the conversation that she mentioned on our podcast. So if you have not listened to that episode, um, please do. I think it will ta- it, it, I think it will teach a lot of the history behind uh, what's going on right now, and also there's a lot of ways that you can still help out. A lot of those ways that we mentioned in that episode still relevant today. Yeah, but there's been so much happening. Exactly, <laughs> like to like Ukraine is super important and it's still happening right now. But there's also shit that's happening here in the U.S. Yeah. that we gotta talk about because, like we mentioned earlier, it's the gay episode, and we're gonna be saying gay a lot because around here okay. we say gay. Okay. Gay. Yeah. Um, I almost I almost wanted to start the segment by going gay. Gay gay gay. Gay gay gay. Gay gay gay. Gay 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 gay. Gay. Oh, I was thinking of the Pierce part of community when um he's when they put a gaslight him and he's he's become a wizard. Oh my god. He has a one and he's going around. It's like gay. 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 So gay. 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 There's there's that, but then there's also there's also like the part where he's trying to read Jeff's mind too. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. Mind. and he's just doing penises, <laughs> so many penises. <laughs> yeah, um, just so. <laughs> God, I love community so much. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but no, no, no. no. The it's way we say we're, we're all queer here. Yeah, we're all queer here. It's all good. Uh, no, but uh. Basically, what we're talking about is the a bill that is uh, almost like the only person that has to sign it is the governor of Florida. Uh, who's the governor of Florida again? So I can don't, say no, fuck don't you. Don't give a shit. Oh yeah, no, that's hold true. on, hold on. No, I want to call him out by name. Yeah, hold yeah. on. And while you look that up, I think it is also important to acknowledge that there are like who is the governor of Florida? <laughs> Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida. Fuck you, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> but not like. Ron Stampler, Ron DeSantis specifically. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, Ron Stampler's cool. Yeah. He yeah. stepped up after all. Anyway. 
Anyway, so yeah, Ron, Ron DeSantos or whatever the fuck your name is. Fuck you. Yeah, and and also Greg Abbott because we were going to talk about that as well. I don't remember if we talked about that last episode, did we? I don't think so. No, we just talked about Ukraine. Yeah, we really just talked about Ukraine. We wanted it to be a very Ukraine-centric episode where we wanted people to stay informed of what yeah. was happening yeah. in the current state of the world and uh, especially in Ukraine, which, who boy, who that's still getting crazy. I'm trying to keep up to date with all that's happening over there, and it's, yeah. oh boy, not not getting less stressful anytime soon. No. But today we're focusing on the the don't say gay bill in Florida uh, because it is a very very dangerous proposition that is uh, being proposed or not just proposed but it's going to be signed into law because there's no way uh, fucking Ron's gonna change his mind about it. It can get repealed. It can get repealed eventually, but that's gonna take a lot of hard work. Yes. Wait, so. Back up a couple of the two big things being done by governors. If you have not been paying attention, um, and if you haven't seen this and you listen to this podcast, I would find it hard that you don't already know this. Mm-hmm. However, there's a chance you don't. So there's two big bills that were trying to be passed. One I think did get denied and got uh, did, like uh, Biden said it was bullshit. Even and a lot of other stuff. It was unconstitutional, essentially. Unconstitutional. Yeah. So the Greg Abbott. If you don't know who he is, he's the, what, governor of uh, of Texas. Yeah. So this isn't a surprise. Also, fuck you, Greg. Yeah, also, <laughs> fuck you, Greg. Um, Greg Abbott was trying to sign a bill into law that would label um, parents allowing their child to be trans be, it would be illegal. It would be child abuse. It, they would, yeah, they would label it as child abuse and basically similar to the abortion law that they tried to pass back in the day. Anyone could file a, yeah. a lawsuit against it. Yeah, it, like literally anyone on the on the street, quote unquote. Yeah, and 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 that one was bad. I had a friend in a Discord um, whose niece, I believe, um, is trans, and she said, like, and it broke my heart. She said, "Why do they hate me?" And. I think that's a sentiment that a lot of trans folk might be able to identify with. I think the queer folk in general can identify with that, but especially the trans folk because that's a very marginalized group within the community, queer community. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the whole basis behind it being child abuse, quite frankly, is bullshit. As a social worker and future therapist, yeah. it's more dangerous um, psychologically and emotionally for a child to be... Um, to one, not be able to feel safe to come out as trans, and two, not be able to, um, and, and physically not being safe to to be so, and not being accepted, heard, known, connected, all that other stuff. Having all of that happen is more dangerous for their mental health, and is actually why, or is one reason why, the suicide rate for LGBT, especially trans folk, um, is so high. Because they get ostracized by everyone. Exactly. Like... They experience so much non-acceptance that it is almost impossible for them to find community except for with each other. And it's not necessarily the easiest thing in the world to find community with other trans folk in your everyday life. Yeah, It is, you know, and a lot of people might not be able to, you know, I mean, 
to be honest, like when it comes to people who feel um to feel gender dysphoria, specifically the ones that start identifying as trans or as non-binary, like these like there are the majority of the world left over that does not feel any form of gender dysphoria at all. Like they are confident in who they are and what they are doing. However, it is because that there are like and so whenever someone does feel gender dysphoria, it's weird. It is outside the norm. It is outside this comfort zone that most cis people feel. And so, you know, that's why they get, like, ostracized so much. Because it's always this aspect of, well, wait, I don't relate to that. I don't... Wait, you're struggling with something? That's made up. Like, I literally have never... I can't even conceive of this concept that you're thinking of. Yeah, and literally evangelicals are constantly trying to say how trans people don't exist, homosexuality doesn't exist... Uh, all that stuff doesn't exist because it doesn't exist within their framework because it doesn't say it in their reading in their version of the Bible that actually doesn't mention it at all yeah. um, it mentions a lot of other stuff um, that is completely underrelated actually it mentions a lot of stuff that you know the evangelicals do or believe in stuff and say um, but it's always just this fight and this old this bigger thing uh, you know that we're, I mean, we're going to talk about today of the culture yeah. wars right it's all about fighting culture. It's all about protecting the, the the family system. It's all about protecting their view of rugged masculinity, which trans folk are a huge detriment to that. Because yeah. if you have uh, feminine to masculine uh, trans folk, that is someone who's automatically not masculine in their view. And then if you have someone who's masculine to, to feminine, then or male to female, that's incredibly emasculating, which threatens their view of rugged masculinity. Exactly. And... I feel like it's the time to point out, good news, Texas, this law is not going to get passed because um, not only was it like deemed pretty much unconstitutional, but there is so much proof out there that anyone who is transitioning it literally had to have gone to a therapist, yeah. had to have numerous psychiatric evaluations to yeah. determine if they truly are you know, if they truly are trans or, you know, non-binary or however they are going to identify. Yeah, and the biggest, like, argument against trans children is, well, how can we trust a child when my child doesn't know what clothes they want to wear this week, what show is their favorite, what food is their favorite, stuff like that, right? Yeah. Makes sense. I understand that view. Mm -hmm. Totally get that. But what they are automatically assuming, again, is what you just said of... That they're not, there isn't therapy involved. There isn't like a lot of steps, but also the medication that like it typically a child doesn't go on testosterone or estrogen right away. No. Um, in fact, if, and I could be incredibly wrong about this. I think I remember reading it. Um, it's like they actually can't until they're older or there's like a lot of steps or a big process to get to that point. Essentially, I feel like it varies case to case and it depends on what state you're in. But from the amount of research that I've done, which is a considerable amount since I've, you know, had to <laughs> define my own gender identity. Yeah, but it is essentially a... Uh, it's a process where you have to where basically they put you on hormone blockers first. Yes. They don't allow you to produce extra 
estrogen or extra testosterone, depending on which way you're going to be transitioning. And so, so that you can remain in this more ambiguous state before like going into a more, a more prepared for puberty. If I, if that makes sense. Yeah. And what I remember is you can go on hormones. Yeah. But those aren't, those can be reversed. Like you can just take the other hormone. If a child doesn't change your mind. It's surgery. They don't, they cannot undergo surgery. Yes. Until they're older, have had a psych eval, all that other stuff. And so it's like the conservatives are angry or scared. And I wouldn't say angry because anger is a secondary emotion. In therapy, we talk, or in psychology, we talk about it being a secondary emotion. Yeah. Normally underneath anger, you have the emotion of fear. And so they are scared because they're probably thinking of their own child and also, you know, their idea of masculinity or whatever their, their power really yeah but they're thinking of their own child and i totally get that like what if i had a child i'm not a parent so i can't imagine it but what if i did have a child i could put myself at least in that place and try to think of that yeah if i had a child and they came to me and said hey dad i don't think that i i don't feel comfortable in my own body i don't mm-hmm. feel like i am you know if they're a boy i don't feel like i'm a boy i feel like i'm a girl whatever they want yeah. whatever they're saying um i'll be like and, and so it could be scary thinking, oh, now we're going to have to have them go through surgery and yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. It's actually, um, there's actually, I was reading it in a book when I was in college. I think they only do it when they're infants, like after they're born. If they're born as like, uh, essentially like a hermaphrodite. Yeah. Use a, I don't even know if that's the correct term anymore, so forgive me if that I, is. I don't I, either, and I feel like I should know this. So if a kid is born with a penis and a vagina, or it's ambiguous. He, he got, or they got bofa. Yeah, if they got bofa. Um, if a child gets bofa, or is born with bofa. God damn it, I feel like this isn't helping, so but so far, yeah, it's so I'm bad. not against it, and yeah. as the resident uh, gender dysphoria doctor on this podcast, not a doctor, um, I feel like it's okay, I'm going to give this yeah, one a slide, Yeah. yeah. Uh, queer community, reach out, let us know if we fucked up. If we did, we're sorry, don't, don't hate us please, or, or do, like, I don't know, anyways. You're valid, so, either yeah, you're way. Valid. So... So there are some cases, so I think like the percentage, and this and this could be an outdated percentage, the percentage of people who are born and say they are, they're born in this ambiguous stage, and the doctor will say, you have a choice as a parent, um, they can go either way, you know, and I think this is outdated nowadays, I think our science is a bit better, I could be wrong on that, uh, but you can, they can go either way, so you can choose um, if you want them, you know, for surgery or whatever. And they would essentially have them go through surgery and from that point onward be on hormones, which would push them to whatever gender that is, right? Yeah. Um, and that's like 0.07% of the chan- of the population. Yeah. And, and so those kids, yeah, you could be born with like the brain of one sex, right? Mm-hmm. And then now be in the body of the other. Exactly. Yeah, you're going to have gender dysphoria. Yeah. But that's not, I, I mean, so I, confession, I used to think that that was the only stance that there was. It was as moderate of a stance that I could get to. Now I'm like, no, I definitely think that anyone can feel uncomfortable in their body for a variety of reasons. And the binary is stupid and bullshit. And also if someone, if it makes someone happy to be on the hormones, on like hormones or whatever, and then go through surgery, great. Yeah. Like, 
and th- and that's it. But back to my point, for parents of children who might be trans, and if they're more conservative, they could be scared that their child would make a mistake. That it, and honestly, like from that perspective, I can under I can understand that mindset because it is very scary if someone were to have a you know a basically a gender crisis and go through this entire like process of ironically enough deconstructing their gender identity and then rebuilding it and then realizing oh shit actually you know what i think that the way i'm rebuilding who i am is wrong i feel like i need to uh rebuild in a slightly different way and so you and so then uh the easy solution is that it's okay to be wrong and it's okay to change your mind that is my number one thing that i love to talk about when it comes to uh gender identity or sexuality is that you're allowed to experiment find out that you were wrong and then revert back to whatever or you could Say, oh, maybe I am straight. Try that out, and go. Well, nope, fuck, I'm not straight. And then, and then revert to who you're truly meant to be, uh, and that is the queer god slash goddess slash monarch that you truly are. Yeah, and so like, yeah, and, and yeah, I get it. I understand. However, it is not child abuse to allow a child to express themselves. Exactly. It, and also, I, oh, one thing I was gonna say, and I forgot, and I just remembered. Um, sometimes, not always, sometimes when someone feels a, 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 an experience of gender dysphoria, that's the same time if someone is experiencing some sort of suicidal ideation, sometimes that is a symptom of a much larger issue that you're likely dealing with some sort of anxiety and or depression, uh, feeling ostracized by other people, sense of loneliness, a sense of you don't feel comfortable. There's a lot of things that can tie into that. And that isn't every situation. 100%. Exactly. That is some. And so like... You know, if I was in that shoes, I would. The first thing I'd do is tell my kid, "All right, I'm so glad that you felt safe to talk to me about this. Let's get you into therapy. Let's get you exactly. to talk to someone that isn't me." Um, yeah, it's like <laughs> by that point, I'll let be me. A therapist, it's but. like at that at that point, it's like, "Hey, I support I support you on your journey, mm-hmm. but we need to find out where your journey is going, yeah. and I can't be the one to help you with that. Yeah. I can I could help you." I could help you on your journey. I can't tell you where your destination is going to be. Well, even a therapist is going to tell them that. But I exactly. will help you figure it out and also give you resources that are going to help you figure it out better. Because if you are depressed, great. If you're feeling lonely, like maybe you're getting bullied at school, maybe whatever. <laughs> if there's something that's going on that's deeper, great. Let me help you figure that out. <laughs> if you're depressed, great! Love <laughs> okay. that! No, I mean, I would say, same, bud, but here we are. <laughs> same, yeah. same. Ah, yes. Yeah. I feel that depression. You yeah. and I are the same. Now, I've talked about this before. I literally train people on trauma-informed practices. Uh, that is part of my job. Um, and so, when it comes to abuse, I i mean, I, I disagree with kind of how our government always handles abuse, right? Because they normally can't... They, they neglect... Like, the things that are man, like reportable are important and should be reported. There are other things, however, that should be indicators of something more serious. And some of that is that a kid does not feel heard or safe with their own parents. 
And so this bill, and also the one in Florida that we are going to get to in just a minute. Holy shit. <laughs> are kind of like this giant, it, it's under this umbrella of what is actually abuse is telling a child that they are not welcome to be who they are. Exactly. That they can't express themselves as they are. That their identity, that their gender, whatever it is, or sexuality, that is invalid. That's abusive. It, it truly is. To tell a kid, no, you're not that. You can't be that. Or, nope, don't tell me that, or I'm going to go to jail. Or, don't tell me that, or you're going to... Whatever. That just creates fear. Yeah. And it just makes kids feel more and more unsafe. So, with all that talk in mind, let's talk about the Florida Don't Say Gay bill. Because the, the positive thing here is that the bill in Texas is already... Like, I think it's already been put to bed. However, there is still some, there's still some dust in the air because of that, because of that legislative that was, well, not almost passed because it was never going to. And even if it did pass, nothing really would have changed because none of it would be considered child abuse under the law anyway. Because nothing was forced. All of it was, uh, you know, professionally uh, guided and all that fun shit. Um, but the don't say gay bill in Florida is not only like gone as far as it has up the legislative branch, but it's also like, we're also in a reality where this bill could honestly be passed without any, like, without any, um, challenge at this point because the challenging part getting it past what what was it the uh the step before the government has the the governor sorry the step before the governor has to sign the don't say gay bill Mm -hmm. well yeah and and what is important i think to acknowledge it it might get passed it might get repealed but um what is amazing is the amount of people who are stepping up against it it is. Um, so, you know, and, and uh, the mouse, Disney, um, was getting a lot of controversy recently because um, they fund a lot of the, who, whoever the fuck they have, the legislators or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't were, just a, a lot. It was like a vast majority of them, yeah. if not all of them. Yeah, of the people who are trying to get this thing passed. Um and so Disney employees were doing a massive walkout, both in like I think at pretty much all of their, uh, all of all of their parks. It was mainly in Florida at mm-hmm. the Walt Disney World, but there were some people over here in California, where we are. Hey, uh, <laughs> that also participated in the walkout. And I also know of a select few people that have also like decided to take a leave of absence until this all has been resolved. And that is due to the... How do I want to phrase this? This is due to the incompetence and the sheer bullshittery of one Bob Chapek, yeah, the CEO there, of Disney. Are there two CEOs? Because didn't one step down and then say, yeah, nah, JK? Bob, Bob Iger stepped down. I believe that he is still no longer a the CEO, but he is like a majority stockholder, I believe. If that makes sense, something along those lines. I could be oh, no, fucking the, this up. The morning boot brew called them both the CEO. That I, I didn't look it up myself because I didn't care. Quite yeah. Frankly. Um, and I could check it, but I, I I do not care. Jake, do you want more whiskey? Maybe. 
Sorry, me just no. sucking on ice balls over here. That's kind of what you do. Yeah. I can tell that you want more. Yeah, so um, I think it's pretty ironic, you know, that Disney uh, was funding all of that. And they weren't saying anything for the longest time. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me since, you know, Disney is ran by the gays. Thank you, Mr. Palmer. Mr. Palmer, it turns out you were wrong. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did really like how Marvel <laughs> Marvel Studios was like, nah, this is bullshit, and we don't stand with Disney on this shit. Hell yeah, Marvel Studios. On this shit. Um, and then uh, the CEO did just release a statement today, uh, as of recording, mm. uh, March twenty fourth. Um, right, they they released something that's saying how they actually stand with all communities and want to be a place of inclusion, yada yada. It's yes, that was something that was both said by the CEO of the company and also posted on the. I have to preface this. It was posted on the parks Instagram. Uh, However, the official Disney Company Instagram, it was not posted on, which is a clear. A more clear indication that they are trying to hide that aspect, possibly from the rest of the world. They're only trying to focus on, yeah, of course the Disneyland parks are, like, queer-friendly. Because, of course they are. It makes so much sense that they would be, because they're dealing with real-life, actual people. And most of their staff, especially the ones who are walking out, are queer. Yeah. well, not most, but yeah, I will. I will say that there is a larger percentage within because it's part of the entertainment industry. Yes. There are a large percentage of people that work at Disney, both in the parks and in the uh, production side of things, that are queer. And so there, are, ooh, there is a lot of people, like a lot of people that are are, you know, happy that at least the parks are going to be behind the behind their decision to walk out however the disney company itself is still kind of i mean other than the ceo making a statement but mostly just you know putting that in the direction of pointing that in the direction of you know the disneyland parks Mm -hmm. uh and the the disneyland and disney world parks um the disney company as a whole is still very much lacking in their inclusion um, and that includes, um, this, this is an interesting tidbit. So there is a show on, it's either the Disney channel or Disney XD. It's one of the two. Uh, it is known as the owl house, which by the way, if you, uh, want some, uh, queer representation in a animated show first, go watch Steven universe. Then you can go ahead and watch owl house. Um, yeah, honestly, I prefer Owl House over Steven Universe because uh, Owl House is what if Harry Potter was actually a good representation of queer folk? Oh, what? Yeah, no, it's pretty badass. That sounds awesome. Yeah, what there's... Are they, what are they both streaming on? Disney Plus. Okay, dope. Oh, wait. Um, no, Steven Universe would be on HBO Max. Uh, or Hulu, I could be wrong about that. Hulu does have an HBO Max channel now because now they're the same thing apparently, so... They're not the same thing, but there's a bundle. We got cable, guys. We got cable now. Hell yeah. But um, essentially, uh, Steven Universe was one of the first animated shows to feature uh, queer representation. uh, Especially because even though they are... It's a show about space rocks, 
that can walk and talk but are very very feminine in their design but are supposed to be you know agender because they're space rocks yes so when you talk about them being like in a romantic relationship with each other it's essentially quote unquote uh it's not queer because they don't have gender but it's very queer because they have very feminine designs and it's supposed to be that way that rocks hell yeah it does <laughs> anyway but owl house on the other hand hold on i need to do a quick little tidbit so, the Owl House creator, Dana Terrace, um, she is uh, responsible for, like, the entire, like, I, I wouldn't say the entire script of the show, but basically the entire outline of the show, the entire story, the entire plot, etc. Basically, she made the main character of the show bisexual, which we fucking love, everyone. Oh, I've heard of the show. Yes! Okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. The, main, the main character of the show is bisexual, we love it. Uh, and has kind of, and there, there's also this cutesy crush that happens with, uh, basically two female characters. It's adorable. Anyway, so Dana Terrace has talked about how multiple times she has, she had to fight Disney for the representation of the main, her main character being bisexual, canonically, because nowadays it's easy to make a character that is gay that's a side character yeah. or a character that's lesbian that's also a side character that's easy to do except euphoria yeah euphoria main characters isn't they aren't they by some shit i haven't watched it because it's just it's not like sexualizing mm -hmm. high schoolers but. well i mean it's also euphoria and it's not disney no i know but I mean, like, <laughs> every every other channel that's like the first one that yeah. I guess mainstream one that so, one character yeah. is obviously by. I don't know. I mean, I th I feel like there's other there's other examples. Hopefully, there's other better examples of what exactly, I mean, of queer representation. If anyone has any, please send it cuz I can't think of anything. Hell yeah. Um Oh wait, like, no. Like, Cora from Legend of Korra is canonically oh, that's bisexual. Right. That's right. Korra is canonically bisexual. That's why I got canceled. Yep. That literally the second that she uh, that they confirmed that she was bisexual, they canceled the entire show. Yep. Or but you can still watch but they called on Netflix. But they called her gay, which is not accurate because she dated boys and also had a long relationship with said boys and didn't say. Oh, I don't know. This just doesn't yeah. feel right. Wait, wait, can we pause real quick and just talk about the... I, I, I need to go on a bisexual boy rant right now. Go for okay? it. Go I have, off. I, as I have been on my fucking journey, I started dating a, a, a girl, right? The yeah. opposite gender of me. She's fantastic. And I have talked to a couple of other people who are queer, gay, whatever. And I have gotten the response, Oh, I was, I was bisexual once. And I'm like, um, Cool. And like, but then I realized I was gay. I'm like, great. So, in other words, you thought you were bisexual and discovered that you weren't. They you were, never were. But they are, and, and, and one of them is is older and everything. So I don't I don't blame him because yeah. it's definitely an older thing. Others have been more, you know, my age or even younger, and should be and, more indoctrinated into the culture. Yeah, and, but the idea is, or what they're saying, what their implication is, is that bisexuality means that I can't that. You know, I'm going to be more promiscuous. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have more partners than, you know, the average person will. Um, and that um, I'm, I have to choose, or, and or I have to choose a side. 
And I remember someone, um, they were, I think they were like a year or two older than me in high school. Because mm-hmm. I used to have that idea of, oh, just, you're, there's no such thing as bisexual, I just choose a side. Because that's what they said, and they were gay. It's like, oh, this gay person said it was true. And now I'm like, no, that that definitely is true. Guys, I used to be so fucking conservative and fundamentalist, I didn't even realize it, honestly. Um, yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, uh, it is so frustrating. No, someone can be bisexual. They can have attraction to both genders. I may not want to sleep with a man or date a man. However, I will look at another man or masculine presenting person and say, they're fucking hot. Exactly. Don't want to sleep with them. Unless they look like Orlando Bloom in long blonde hair and elf ears. They're, if they are, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But also, I'm in a committed relationship. And there I'm you not go. Poly, so I'm like, I, I wouldn't. But point being is like, you know, that is incredibly frustrating. And so to have a show where they fought for that means a lot to me. It, yeah. And a lot, and I'm sure it means a lot to young bi, bi folk who have constantly been told that their identity doesn't matter or that they don't exist. Like that's another, that, like bisexuality and trans are both told that we don't exist. And I'm not going to obviously compare the bisexual struggle to the trans struggle because theirs is much more difficult but we all have share a queer struggle. That's yeah, that's the, the thing. Queer struggle. Yeah. yeah, constantly being told that we don't exist or that our identity is important. Whatever. Like you want to know the truth of bisexuality? We generally aren't at that much more promiscuous. Um, I mean, some people might be, but we generally aren't because although you may say, "Oh, you have more options available," um, have you ever tried dating a man in general? <laughs> mm. I'm sorry, but we're disgusting. Yeah, I, I had a guy, and and they were they were cute. Not gonna lie, this is on the dating app, right? Uh-huh. And they um, were only sending me voice messages, and only got two messages from them before I stopped. So they sent me a voice message, and like, "Hey, so how are you doing?" And I'm like, um, "You know, I'm kind of, I'm making ramen right now because I'm fucking quarantined. This is when I had COVID." And he's like, "Oh, why are you quarantined?" This is actually a pretty good, accurate uh, representation of how they're actually talking. I'm not just making fun of them. Yeah. Legitimately, how they're talking. Like, "Oh, you know, um, do you have COVID?" Um, how would you send me a voice message back? I want to hear your voice. And I and I looked at that, and I said, no. No, not at all. And and just because they're queer doesn't mean they're not going to send you a dick pic. Thankfully, I've never gotten one. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they're not going to hit on you, uh, like, uh, 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 aggressively. Yeah. But point being is, no, our options generally aren't as, like, larger than what you're thinking. And, and bi panic is a real thing. Yeah, we will walk into a bar and we will see twice as many attractive people and twice as many options for us, and we will get anxious, anxious and just not go up to any of them. Yeah, it'll be a little bit overwhelming at that point. I I would get that, but I don't Jesus. speak to the whole bi community. But regardless, it's great to have representation, and I love that. I have to check that show out. It's exactly. So I wanted to point out Dan- Dana Terrace specifically because she had a, she basically had an entire video that she posted talking about how she had to fight tooth and nail in order to get that representation because she herself is bisexual and wanted a character that reflected her sexuality too. That's awesome. In like in her own goddamn show that she was making, and um, she had to fight for it, and eventually. She got what she wanted. However, um, it was revealed that Owl House was essentially 
given greenlit for two seasons and then said, okay, but we're not greening lighting you for another season. And for a show that was as successful as that, uh, and to compare it to other numbers for shows, it has very similar numbers to that of Gravity Falls, which is another very, very popular Disney Channel show that aired um, that aired uh, before that. And uh, also, a uh, fun fact, uh, Dana Terrace is actually uh, dating the creator of uh, Gravity Falls. Ah, there you go. Let's get another season of Gravity Falls that just turns into Owl House. Hell yeah. Except, no, I think Gravity Falls actually ended really well. But <laughs> that's, a, that's a different tangent. Mm. So she mentioned that and how... There are many creators that still work at Disney. People that work at Pixar. People that work yeah. um, in the Disney Animation Studios. People that work all throughout the company and their media production, saying how they wanted they want more representation and keep pitching shows with that representation. Yeah. And keep getting denied over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Because I'm I'm tired of getting like these movies. I have two movies in mind, and they. Like, they are popular Disney movies that a lot of people say there are some heavy queer vibes. Mm -hmm. We got Frozen 2, and we got Luca. So, Frozen 2, if you have not seen it, um, obviously, Frozen 1, um, Frozen 2 is amazing. Honestly, liked it better than the first, quite frankly. The me vibes too. are better. Um, which means you're queer. That was someone's gaydar test, is uh, choose choose Frozen 1 and Frozen 2. If they say 1, they're straight. If they say 2, they're, they're queer. All right, let me, let me give you the rundown on Frozen 1 versus Frozen 2, just because we're here in this moment. Uh, Frozen 1. Uh, fuck Frozen 1. No, like, honestly, no, no, no. I, I equal, like, I, I should preface, I hate both movies. Like, with... I, but I hate Frozen 1 with a passion. Yeah. I just dislike Frozen 2. Exactly. Let me tell you this, though. Um, Frozen 2, congratulations for having the best bangers that were released related to Frozen 2, but not actually yeah. uh, like sung by the main cast. Yeah. One of which being uh, Lost in the Woods that got Weezer! a fucking Weezer cover. And also, so good. And also so Into the good. Unknown, which got a Panic at the Disco cover. Yeah. Yeah. And those oh, are the best oh. Those are the best fucking songs that came oh, out of that movie. Yeah. And it was not even yeah. in that movie. And quite frankly, when I heard the 80s love song ballad, I was losing my shit. And then when I saw that they had the one by Weezer and Panic, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm, my emo boy heart is so happy right now. But, so, okay, Frozen 2, if you have not seen it yet, and you're queer, I, I recommend it. Yeah. I recommend it. It is good. Um, I think they did the characters a bit better. Um, there is some stupid love shit that's just miscommunication, <laughs> whatever. But, in the movie, you have um, Elsa, who seems to be, like, it, honestly, a lot of it is, like, she's trying, she's hearing another voice. She's hearing an inner voice and like some people have said like you know that's like her queer voice whatever and there's potential love interest in another woman in the movie they don't confirm anything though but they do i think hint at that if i remember correctly so also with a little bit of like before the movie ever came out they wrote elsa as a lesbian character very intentionally since Frozen One. That's great. That is Which makes sense. Yeah, that was she the intention. Rejecting guy after guy. Yeah, that was the intention of 
that was the entire intention of Elsa's entire character, is that they wrote her as a lesbian icon from the very beginning. However, they tried to push that for Frozen 2. They wanted to give her a love interest in Frozen 2. They couldn't. Because there was too much pushback by so many communities. And the most common argument that I heard is that if you made Elsa the most influential fictional character um, on the planet, which probably is not untrue. No, Because it was very, very influential for many, many uh, young girls at the time. It still is. And it still is. Um, Basically, if Elsa were to become a lesbian icon character, then so many young girls would see this powerful lesbian and go, huh, I want to do that, and basically be converted into the lesbian uh, satanic cult where they sacrifice babies and also fuck each other. I don't know, man. It's the gay agenda. It's the gay agenda. And um, there was a gay agenda, and that was for equal representation, but I guess we can't have that. So you have have Frozen 2. Now you have Luca, and I don't... It might be a little far-fetched. I have not seen Luca. So so Luca's great. I mean, the basis of it, I think we all know, where it's a merfolk who, when they go on land, turned into a human. A lot of what people are saying is that's a representation of trans folk. Which I'm like, cool. And it's kind of like how, or not, or not trans folk, non-binary, I think. Where it's kind of like, you know, they, they, they kind of will shift. Sometimes non-binary folks will, you know, identify more with the masculine. Some of the it's, a, it's a reach, it, but... It flows more with gender fluidity. That, that might be more than yeah, gender fluidity. I mean, yeah. Non-binary can encompass or... Kind of include, um, you know, gender fluidity, much yeah. like how like bisexuality and pansexuality can almost overlap at some points yeah. for some people. However, it's just you yeah. kind of just choose whatever label you're more comfortable with. For me, saying that I'm saying that I'm gender fluid is a little like I could say that I I feel more gender fluid some days, but in all honesty, saying I'm non-binary is so much easier than saying that I'm gender fluid because then they would be like oh well when do you show up as uh like when will I see you in your feminine form or like when will I feminine form like it's a Dragon Ball Z transformation or some shit I I think Kevin Garcia does it really well where they uh identify I believe as gender fluid as Mm non-binary and Kevin has said many times on some days I feel like a woman on other days I feel like a man on other days, I kind of feel like in this in-between stage. Yeah. And so Kevin will often post pictures of themselves in, um, like, a dress and, like, heels or something like that. Or other days, dress more masculine. Other days, kind of, you know, whatever. And I think that's a good representation of it. Um, so Luca kind of represents that. And also people have mentioned, and I'm not going to say too much, but one character could potentially be gay uh, one character might be bi, and the other character may be asexual or um, queer in some way as well. Yeah. And so, like, and those are like the three main characters. So they keep. Oh, and they do have, and it's very clear but not confirmed. They do have an older lesbian couple in the movie yeah. as well, who are also gender fluid technically because they're also more folk. And so, um, like, they have a lot of those things. So Disney will say that or will put those in. 
but they won't be outright. Exactly. And the other prime examples that I can think of is two more Disney movies with an example of, yes, there are gay characters in this movie. We love to see our gay representation here. Um, two movies. Uh, one is the live-action Beauty and the Beast. I know, hold your applause. Uh, and also, uh, Onward had a canonically lesbian character in that as well. Yup! You asking that question actually proves a very good point about those movies, though. So, in the live-action Beauty and the Beast, LeFou is canonically gay. However... The, oh yes, there yes, is yes. only one scene that they shoehorned in at the yeah. very last second. That only lasts. Only. Yeah, the, only the live action version. And there's Which a scene was played by Olaf. Yep. <laughs> Fucking Josh Gad, I love, love Josh you, Gad. bud. Honestly, love Josh Gad. Like unironically. Fuck yeah, Josh fucking Gad, love you. Anyway. Josh Gad is canonically gay in this movie, and uh, they showed it for maybe all of six seconds uh, of him dancing with another man, but it was also, it was not represented well, I'll tell you that much, and the reason why it was only six seconds is so that they could sell it overseas and cut that scene out. Yeah, but they, I mean, that whole song that he sings with, uh, whatever the fuck his name is, Gaston, Gaston is also very, very gay, even yeah. in the original. <laughs> so, anyways, um, Beauty and the Beast, onward, onward, which yeah. you probably don't remember, but one of the cop characters that pull over the boys, but and this is the scene oh, where the boys, gosh. yeah, the boys dis- disguise as their stepfather, yeah, who's a centaur. Um, basically, they put on this disguise spell. And one of the officers casually just mentions how they ha- how she has a girlfriend back at home. That's right. A girlfriend with a kid. Which is honestly a very... I am... Hmm, so people... Hmm, how do I explain this? How do I, how do I explain this in a, in a way that makes sense? There were a lot of people that fucking hated it because it was a Cyclops character that yeah. was lesbian. Um, and so they were like, wow, that's it? That's our only lesbian representation here in Disney is this fucking ugly Cyclops? Oh, yeah, but they then, did the same in Futurama. It, Leela, I think, was bisexual. I think. No. No, she wasn't? Okay. No, she was... Unless she was. She was pretty damn straight. Uh, okay. It's been a long time. And if she was bi, it would have been, uh, on similar wavelengths yeah. of, like, fucking Britta from Community. Yeah, 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 that's true, where she's still... Well, I mean, even then, that can still be mine. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Anyway. We just talked about this, Jake. <laughs> Whatever. I am convinced Britta is 100% straight, but we'll say that she's bi in order to get uh, to get a cool pass at the party. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Leela, I've watched enough Futurama to know that Leela... I don't think... Yeah, no, I don't think she's yeah, bi. I, I could be wrong. I, 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 think, I think she's a really that. cool feminist icon. However, I con because she's a cyclops. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, so they had in onward they had the cyclops character, and it was, and that was the lesbian representation. But at the same time, it's like, why do we have this ugly ass cyclops as our lesbian representation? Hey, and all the, people are beautiful. Exactly. Assholes. That's the thing that was going Fox. on in the back of my head. It's like I don't care what the person look looks like, as long as it's not like. 
You know, because it made sense within the yeah. universe too. That's well, the, the thing. They didn't make it her intentionally ugly. They just yeah. chose a character design and went, you know what? We're gonna make this person and a canonically lesbian character. And I also give props to Disney on that one, actually, oh. because like it shouldn't be this huge fucking thing that someone is queer. It shouldn't be this huge story arc, this huge reveal. Oh my god, they're gay. Unless, unless it's, it's the entire character. point of the movie. Unless it's the entire point of the movie, and it's like a main character, or even like their side character, whatever. This is just a very minor character who has a minute on screen, right? Yeah. Um, and they normalized it. Yeah. That's good. That aspect is good. However, they could have done better. Oh, that's, they could have done better. Yeah. That's that's the thing is that, honestly, yeah, there's, there's a lot that Disney needs to do in order to be better. And that is, there are primarily queer stories that Disney and Pixar... Uh, employees that work there and writers that work at both studios, they want to write queer stories. They want to write uh, these amazing characters that are very openly queer and aren't just a side character. They want that to be a main aspect of the movie. Um, But they can't. Yeah, As simple as that. And so, if you want to look at a really good example of a character who is... Who is queer? Uh, actually, Spider-Man. No, no. It's yes. it is made by the same. It is made by the same studio as Spider-Man, though. Actually, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. So say hello to uh, my one of my favorite animated movies of all time. So good, so good. The Mitchells versus the Machines. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen that one. It I is. Told me to watch it. I just haven't seen it. It is. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it is made by the same animators as Into the Spider Verse. I believe yeah. it is made by the, uh, it is made by the people who wrote, ma- like, like help write Gravity Falls. Yeah, that's what it is. They help wrote Gravity Falls, and so they, uh, like put, like they put so much effort into this movie. Um, I think that some of the jokes were also helmed by. The creators of the Lego movie, who also worked on Into the Spider Verse, it is yep. Just watch this movie, Mitchell's versus the Machines. I love this movie. I know this entire uh, (laughs) this entire podcast has been dedicated to us talking about Disney and animated movies that have uh, queer representation. We're gonna segue back. Don't worry. Just keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, holy shit, Mitchell's versus the Machines. It is the main like the main character is lesbian. However, she is. It focuses more on the family aspect of the entire movie, and she just so happens to be queer, and it's not until, like, towards the end of the movie where they kind of... Like, she has, like, a like a pride pin on her yeah. throughout the entire movie, and then towards the end, that is when she, like, like, talks about a little bit, like, you know, a relationship that she might, may or may not be in. It's kind of like a flash forward and then, like, yeah, on yeah, a FaceTime yeah. call with her family. This whole thing. Uh, but it is a very casual representation, but you could also feel uh, the main character, Katie, you could feel her queerness throughout the entire movie and how she is different from the rest of her her family. And um, even though it's more in personality than it is with, you know, actual sexuality, you can feel the, you can feel the struggle of understanding between the, like, between the dad in the movie and, and between Katie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. They, it's worth a watch. Please watch it right now. Tell me what you think. It is so good. 
representation without being too blatant about it and it was just you know right on the nose perfect i love it mitchell's versus the machines like i cannot recommend that movie enough i like it is on par with into the spider-verse with for me so with all that being said disney has kind of done representation they haven't done it well they have been Paying these legislators and all these other people, corporations, shit, that are trying to pass Don't Say Gay. Um, in fact, it has passed the Senate of uh, Florida and is just in the governor's hands now. Um, and I don't think a decision has been made as of right now, as of when we're recording. Um, Disney, as of today, Disney Parks had that statement. But they have a lot of work to do because representation matters and, represent- and representation needs to happen everywhere that they have influence. Now, I realize we haven't talked about what the hell Don't Say Gay is. Yeah, true, yeah. And so, quick TLDR, too long, didn't read. You yeah. can look it up, and there's plenty of articles that you can find on that. Mm-hmm. Don't Say Gay essentially is going to outlaw any talk of anything LGBTQIA+, in the schools in Florida. So, um, teachers cannot talk about gender identity, can't talk about sexual orientation, students cannot either... Um, because they are not quote-unquote age-appropriate um, by the conservatives. And my point back to them is, but you have kids read the Bible. Mm-hmm. There is literally talks of trigger warning, rape, um, the uh, genocide of entire nations. Uh, um, there's a story in, uh, like in David's story, there is literally a point where... Where he's trying to go up to a wall. It's like it's like reading Game of Thrones, dude. Where he's trying to he's chasing after someone who betrayed him or some bullshit. Or maybe this is Solomon. I don't fucking remember. I don't give a shit. Uh, but uh, the people are like, hey, no, you can't come in here. What are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for this person. Great, we'll give you his head tomorrow at sundown. And they throw over a guy's severed head. You have Noah, where God decided to apparently kill everyone. You have... Which um, is a fucking traumatic experience. Which is a traumatic experience, which makes sense as to why, as soon as they landed, Noah got shit-faced drunk. Yeah. Um, and then you have the story of how his son raped him. You have um, uh, incest, with that, with that being said. You have the savior of the world, who is being crucified publicly. And it's incredibly gruesome. He goes through sexual assault, mm-hmm. because he is, his clothes are literally torn off of him, and, he, and they are sold. To others, he is paraded um, through the street. Yeah, he is paraded, paraded through, through the streets, streets naked. Naked. He's being lashed. He is being literally hung. Like there's so much shit that's happening to Jesus that is like fucked up. Exactly. You know your little Jesus necklace that you got, or like that little Jesus statue that you have lying around somewhere, where your cute little Jesus is sitting there he's also got that loin cloth around it yeah no 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 no. how jesus was actually crucified he doesn't got that loin cloth around his waist his dong is fully out his dong is out yeah Yeah, that's the thing he is fully naked and fully exposed and that it's an aspect of christianity that is not represent like is not represented because um because of the fucking verse in Genesis that said nudity is fuck is a fucking sin. How dare you be naked, fuckos? Yeah, and so like you have a ton of stories that are worse than a kid saying that they're gay mm-hmm. or trans or whatever. Exactly. Like, how the fuck? Like, 
I don't, if, if they were going to say, great, we can't talk about the Bible or any religion, we can't talk about Game of Thrones, we can't talk about Euphoria, we can't <laughs> talk about literally anything that is PG-13 or higher. Yeah. If they said all of that, I would be okay with it. Quite frankly, I'd be okay with it. Sure, but then you also have the. I mean, there's other aspects. To it. I mean, I mean, I'm okay with it because at least they're not being hypocrites. Yeah, but that's the thing; they're being hypocrites. They're just literally saying you can't talk about this because it scares us. It exactly. attacks our idea of family values. It attacks our idea of wrecking masculinity. Oh, and here's my bisexual boy rat that I hinted at earlier. Um, so you know, it, we we often say that if someone is an extreme homophobe or if someone is a huge like, if they show an adverse reaction to a certain kind of kink, it typically hints that that is their kink and they're overcompensating for their kink. Um, so with the conservatives who are constantly, you know, bashing homosexuality, trans folk and stuff, I, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. I think they're all gay. You think they dream <laughs> nightly about being pegged in some sort of way. I think they want to get pegged. I think they want to suck some dick. Ooh. I think, you know, if they're a woman, they, they, want, they want to eat some puss. Like, they, there you go. Like, I think they're gay as shit. And they're just overcompensating for it. That's probably, like, I want to agree that this is the situation. However, I'm not going to be the one that pushes the gay agenda so, on so, other people. So I, <laughs> I don't want to be called out for so, that shit. So, I, I have been reading Jesus and John Wayne very slowly because it's a very heavy book. And I just haven't been in the mind space for the last three months to read. Or last two months or whatever since we recorded that first episode. But I was reading this one, uh, this one page and all I wrote in the margins was gay. <laughs> I just wrote gay. Alright? So, they're talking about Rush Limbaugh. And um, O'Reilly, right? So you may know O'Reilly because of Fox News. Oh, oh, oh. So O'Reilly, yeah. So here, here, here it is. This is the end of their chapter, War for the Soul, which is all, all about the culture wars, ironically. So they say neither Limbaugh nor uh, O'Reilly made their name as Christian broadcasters, but many conservative evangelicals were attracted to their masculine brand. And, and when they're talking about conservative evangelicals, they're typically talking about the men. They don't normally talk about the woman unless it's in regards to Hillary Clinton, which is what this chapter is about. Which I figured out why the conservatives all hate the Clintons. Hey, conservative men. Why are you attracted to so much masculinity all the time? Could it be a sign? I don't know. And that's my thing. They're all fucking gay. Love that. Okay, and, and that's fine. If you're gay, great. Just be honest about it. But, like, they just continue to get triggered over their version of family values, over their version of what masculinity and femininity looks like, which is, again, outdated and typically incredibly white-centric. Yep. And it's all bullshit. And it's so focused around... that. That's the thing that, like... It's so focused around, like, the nuclear family... Where it's like you have to have a mom, a dad, and at least one kid, yeah, maybe no, two it, or three. Specifically, one uh, mom and a dad. I think it's like one point two children, a dog, and a white picket fence. Exactly. Hey, hey, hey! I want to point out something. Jesus did not grow up in a nuclear family. Boom! Mic drop. Jesus grew up with the with the equivalent of a stepfather. He yeah. knew and that his stepfather died at some point yeah that that's the thing that like joseph the one who married mary uh was not jesus's biological father because i we're if we're apparently going, yeah, yeah if we're, we're taking going, it seriously if yeah. we're taking it seriously he's not his biological father because mary was you know was a virgin and gave birth as a virgin yeah 
So what the fuck does that? Yeah. So if Jesus did not grow up in the nuclear family, why? And we're trying to be more Christ-like. Why the fuck are we so centric on a nuclear family? Well, again, you have to look at their version of Jesus. Their version of Jesus isn't the actual historical Jesus. They don't give a shit about the historical Jesus because they don't give a shit about brown folk in general. Yeah. Their version of Jesus is essentially John Wayne. That's why the book is called Jesus and John Wayne. Yeah, no, their version of Jesus is some white, some white dude. Some some white hippie-ass dude. No, not white hippie dude. Some white, incredibly muscular dude, blonde hair, blue eyes, who who goes out on that white horse with a sword in his hand waiting to slice down his enemies. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Which is my uh, next D&D campaign character. Oh my god. <laughs> Just kidding, it's not. This is it's the not. day where I retire as a DM. I know. No, 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 no. The next one is being DM'd by Brandon, remember? Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, so anyway, uh, further on the bill. So yes, it. what happens is if a parent finds out that their child is, um, has... If, if their teacher or the school talks about gender identity or sexual orientation any parent can sue their child's school for alleged harm it also requ- uh, requires school personnel to notify parents of changes in a student's physical mental or emotional health one part that could be good because if a parent isn't aware that maybe their child is being bullied or something that can be good however the bads outweigh it especially when we talk about lgbt youth because I went to my teachers a lot in high school and in middle school and stuff to tell them about things that I didn't feel safe talking to my parents about. Exactly. And if a student were to come out to one of their teachers, it would now be within the teacher's legal obligation to out them to their parents, which is not the safest choice by any means. Like, in in some cases, especially in Florida, where it's going to be mostly conservative, that is not a safe option for these kids. If a kid were to basically come out to one of their teachers and their teachers were legally obligated to out them to their parents and their parents didn't like that, do you know how much more abuse that kid's going to go through now? Do you know how, like, high the depression and possibly the suicide rate's going to go up because of this? Because what this is saying, this and the uh, and Greg Abbott made both of these people burn in the non-existent evangelical hell. Um, it is what it's saying is that it's sending a message that LG, being being queer, being part of the LGBTQIA plus community is wrong and it's inappropriate. It also forces therapists to break their oath of confidentiality, which sometimes therapists do have to break that or whatever for uh, abuse reasons and stuff like that. Um but it, it essentially is saying that your identity is invalid, that it's wrong, that you don't exist or you aren't worthy of love. Okay. I can get behind this bill being, well, not being passed, because I think that's fucked up. Because basically this also doesn't allow the teachers to talk about their own, like, if, if uh, there was a gay teacher out there, like they wouldn't be allowed to talk about their partner at all. Yeah. If there was a trans teacher out there, what are they going to tell their kids? Well, I literally had a professor in college who got fired. I mean, we talked about the episode with Joey Reyes. Well, yeah, but that was also <laughs> a private... That was a private yeah. university. But it still was triggering for the students. It was. It was entirely triggering, and those were college-age students. Yep. Imagine one of your teachers... Imagine a teacher, like, a 
elementary school teacher came out as trans and then they were immediately fired because they did so. They are not allowed to be who they are because if they were, they legally wouldn't be allowed to teach in the state of Florida. Yeah. So the good news is obviously, like we mentioned, a lot of people, a lot of cast members at Disney are doing mass walkouts and protests. However, so are students. Hell yeah. The students are walking out because here's the thing. All right. Another podcast, they were talking about this, and the students were, and they were like, "Oh yeah, the students are saying essentially like, um, who if we all walk out, who are the parent, who are the teachers going to teach?" There's actually a deeper level to that. Yeah, it has nothing to do with who are the teachers going to teach. Where is the school going to get their funding from? The school doesn't get schools don't get automatic funding. Schools get funding based on how many days students show up to school. So if a student doesn't show up for a year, they get expelled. Why? Because the school isn't getting any money from them. Mm-hmm. Now, if a if a bunch of students miss one day, so you know four twenty is a typical day where students tend to skip. Teachers really don't like that, and it's I mean they get it, they get they can get arrested or whatever for truancy or whatever. But um, the huge thing is because the school isn't getting the money for all those kids missing that day. That's why in school you're only allowed so many misses. And so, with all these students that are walking out, they're now attacking the school system. Which, granted, the government doesn't give a fuck about our school system anyway, since, you know, they're heavily underpaid. I mean, Uh, fuck the modern school system. We need a revamp. We need a revival. Yeah. But, um, I think it's pretty rad. And students, fuck yeah. If, I mean, I hope there aren't anyone under the age of 18 listening to this podcast, <laughs> but if you are for whatever reason and you live in Florida, um, good job. Keep it up. Fight for your rights because your rights matter. Which I did also read in this chapter today that there was once a uh, thing trying to pass for, for children's rights, and the conservatives don't like that because, lol, what are children's rights? Lol, what are children's rights? I mean... In all honesty, children aren't human beings unless they aren't born yet, or they're over 18. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. And, and even then, it doesn't even matter if they're over 18, because they don't give a shit about emancipated youth. Exactly. So, that's pretty much that entire, like, explaining of what the fuck uh, the Don't Say Gay Bill is, and how problematic it is, especially for, like, if a teacher is queer or... Tr- in any any form whatsoever, they're not allowed to talk about it with their students, which means that students can intentionally misgender them, and they can't stand up for themselves. Yep. And uh, also, a student can be misgendered. And yeah. They can't and stand a, up for themselves. That's the thing because of how vague and like fucking non-specific the laws are in this bill. It's like, what happens if a student? wants to like if a student essentially comes out as trans and wants to be identified as different pronouns what is can the teacher affirm their pronouns or are they forced to stick with their biologically assigned sex yeah like they can't say anything and what if the teacher doesn't know the child before then exactly it's like if they say that what the, the child's proper pronouns are but it isn't what they were assigned at birth exactly they could be breaking the law Exactly, and could they could end up in legal repercussions because of it, and anyone could bring it up at any point, as long as they're over 18. Like, anyone who has the ability to sue someone yep. can do it. Yep. And I do want to segue to our next point, because we got like four 
news stories. And I think this one is very uh, connected. The Babylon Bee. The Babylon Bee. If you don't know what it is, it is a right-wing parody news source. So think The Onion, but done by conservative Christians. Love that. So they tend to only do things that are joking about the end times, joking about uh, fucking Stephen Furtick. Well, guess what? We joke about Stephen Furtick all the fucking time. They joke about anything to do with modern Christianity, whatever. Um, But they tend to be very right-winning. They got banned from Twitter recently. Hell yeah. Um, I think it was like this last Monday or Tuesday or whatever. Um, Because, and and it's really fucked up. So we have... um, in, in America, we only have a few openly trans government officials in the United States. Um, and we have one, Rachel Levin. Um, she is a four-star admiral to the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps and has also served as the U.S. Assistant Secretary for Health since March 26, 2021. Hell yeah, Rachel. So Rachel is masculine to, or male to female, trans. Mm-hmm. The Babylon Bee posted an article recently... That said, um, hold on, I'm looking for it. Okay, uh, they they labeled Rachel Levin as quote unquote man of the year, mm-hmm. which is hate speech, right? Yep. And so they got banned from Twitter. Their um, Twitter messaged or sent them the message or whatever and said, if you delete the post, your account will be restored in 12 hours. Um, CEO of Babylon B, Seth Dillon, said, quote, and I quote, We're not deleting anything. Truth is not hate speech. If the cost of telling the truth is the loss of our Twitter account, then so be it. And if you go to their website, which I did because I was looking for information on all this stuff, you get a pop-up that immediately says to sign up for their newsletter and stay ahead of the censors. And also, uh, it is worth noting, uh, the top banner is an ad for a gun holster. Love that. So, the thing that that bugged me, because I think there's also recently an Olympic athlete that conservatives are getting pissed off about, that was trans. Yeah, I can talk about that a little bit, eventually. Yeah, and I had a, um, I, I know someone who posted about it, and the... A uh, woman who we have that is up for um, the seat at the, um, fuck, what's it called? The Supreme Court. She had mentioned something about biology and something about uh, gender. And so this conservative said, oh, so gender is biology. Um, five seconds on Google will tell you no. The difference between sex and sexuality is sex is what is assigned at birth. Gender is a social and cultural construct. And so... Babylon B is just doing this whole culture wars thing, which the whole thing that Seth Dillon said, where truth is not hate speech, if it, the cost of truth is the loss of our Twitter account, so be it. Sound familiar? Yes, that would be Trump, who would say something very similar. Um, but all of this and the Don't Say Gay Bill and Greg Abbott is just a larger image of this idea of the culture wars. Hey, hey, Dillon? Hey, Dillon. Who the fuck asked? Yeah, no one gave a fucking shit. Like, it's fucking bullshit. But this whole culture wars idea is actually fascinating. Because after the Cold War, Cold War ended in 1991, right? 1992, you had the presidential election where Bill Clinton won um, and beat George, w. George H. Bush and whoever the fuck else. I don't give a fuck. 
But this one guy, Buchanan, goes up to the Republican uh, National Convention and says, There is now a religious war going on in this country. A cultural war that is critical to the kind of nation we shall be as the Cold War itself. This war is for the soul of America. And at the heart of every evangelical out there, I can guarantee you, they firmly believe that to be true. Right? Mm. With the Don't Say Gay Bill, you have the war on family values. You have the war on uh, gender roles. You have the war on um, kids who can pray in school. You have the war on uh, so many things. Obviously, you have the war on LGBTQIA rights. You have the war on uh, trans folk, especially. You have the war on drugs. You have the war on black indigenous people of color. You have the war on women. You have the war on immigration, the war on abortion, the war on for school prayer, the war for the modern uh, push for homeschool that came from evangelicalism uh, when evolution was being taught in schools. You have the war on pop culture. You have the war on sex, which we get purity culture. Pretty much anything that isn't a typical fundamentalist view, there's a war on. Yeah. And conservatives love using that word, war. <laughs> yeah. They always need a war to fight because it's where they get their power. Exactly. The war on LGBTQ plus rights. Although yeah. they would just say LGBT rights. Yeah, or they would just say gay, gay rights. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to wrap up. Last thing I do want to mention... Because I think it's worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a win, Jake. We have a win? A mega church pastor, pastor step down. Yeah, baby! That's what I've been waiting for. That's what it's all about. Woo! So, yeah. if you did not hear, a few days ago as of recording, maybe a week ago when this episode posts, Brian Houston, the lead pastor of Hillsong Church... Has officially stepped down, y'all. Yay! Was it because he finally came to his senses and realized his horrible ways? No! Aww. <laughs> it's because he got caught. Damn! Well, what'd he do? Time for TMZ's expose reel. We're gonna go quick. Alright, so back in January, news came out that Brian Houston's father, Frank Houston, had um, abused, sexually assaulted children. Whoa. Brian Houston knew, did not say shit. Yeah, that was already kind of sus, but we knew that already, and Jesus forgave him. So what did Jesus not forgive? (laughs) (laughs) So this time, uh, Brian has been accused of sending inappropriate texts to a staff member. Ooh. And he spent time alone with another woman in her hotel room in Sydney, where she was attending a Hillsong conference. Ooh. Said woman filed a complaint. There was no alleged sexual activity, but he was in the room for 40 minutes. So we don't know. That's a 40 minute interval of being in a room where you're not necessarily welcome and you're trying to get him to leave and he won't. And he's married. He's also married. And the lead pastor of one of the, if not the biggest, actually. I would say Hillsong is probably much bigger than Elevation and Bethel. Um, so probably the most influential church in America right now. Yeah. Listen, 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 listen. If, if Big Mr. Pastor Man was openly queer or openly gay, then being in a hotel room with a woman for 40 minutes ain't going to do much. Maybe they were just That's spilling true. the tea. Could be, yeah. Hell yeah. Or but no, it's... Poly. Huh? Openly Polly. Hey, there you go. That could have been the case. I mean, fucking 
That, that's the thing is like oh monogamy and all that shit fucking there's multiple examples of people that had multiple wives including like the birth of like the Hebrew people with uh, Jacob having literally two wives yeah hell yeah, yeah. get on that yeah um, <laughs> get more wives people no yeah that's not true so with Houston in both cases Houston did pay the woman an undisclosed amount of money um, I think the one that was disclosed, I guess, was the staff member was supposedly given two months' salary. Um, okay. But obviously that amount isn't disclosed because, um, well, it's a lot of money because it's still song. And also, uh, any amount of hush money has to be a significant amount for people to actually consider to remain the hush. Um, and at the same time, Sus. like any hush money, no matter if it's $1 to $10,000... I'm looking at you, Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. Although, to be fair, he was blackmailed. He was blackmailed. That's very. Fair. This was a, this was a bribe, not no, a that's blackmail. Fair. That's very fair. Yeah. Very, 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 very fair. Yeah. But same, same ballpark. But yeah. uh, one one's a one's a foul ball and one's a strike. Yeah. So in January, with his father's sexual abuse scandals, he decided he was going to fight against those. He did step down from Hillsong, but was still on like a lot of other things. Now he has to pull away from all ministry. Yep. And these are only two of the women that he uh, supposedly had sexual relations or inappropriate relations or whatever with. Um, I do want to point out, again, he did not step down because he regretted uh, what he did. He did not step down because he was truly sorry. Nope. He, he regrets being caught. Damn, Let's that's crazy. So he's sorry for absolutely fuck all. Well, no, yeah, because he blamed it on alcohol and anxiety medication. <laughs> Not even kidding. Or before he stepped down from ministry, he blamed it on alcohol and anxiety meds. I am convinced that the majority of evangelical pastors don't even know what anxiety medication is. But even then, if I'm drunk and or on anxiety meds, and I send sexual texts to someone else, and they are not consensual, I'm going to get in legal problems. Exactly. If I'm under the influence of a drug and I go into a hotel room of someone else and it's, again, not consensual, or if I was married, I'm still going to get in legal problems. Exactly. So, in other words, you fucked up. Yeah. You fucked up. Uh, It's a good thing you're stepping down so that some, some other head of the Hydra can take your place. Yeah. So, I think Jake's getting tired. I, I, I'm getting <laughs> sleepy as well. Oh my goodness. Um, so, we're going to go into our last segment. But that that's all we got now. I think we're going to continue the culture wars. That's a... That's a that's a bigger... Yeah. Yeah. I, I want I want uh, to try to get Bonnie here for that. Yeah, we miss you, Bonnie. We miss you so much. I hope you're listening to this episode. And if you're not listening to this episode, what the fuck? Yeah, well, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> So, welcome to the final segment that we just started this year, and honestly, one of my favorite segments that we've introduced uh, today. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you need more whiskey, Jim? No, I don't. The answer is I've had enough. Okay. Um, but Daniel, how are you doing? Really? Um. Uh. <laughs> that's how I'm doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like I have been at capacity. 
uh, for the last four months, mm-hmm. and I feel like current events have not helped. Um, and I know that because I haven't wanted to read. I haven't like it's only been this last week that I've started reading again. That I've started doing some of the other things that I enjoy doing. Um, and granted, there's a lot of good that's happening, but inflation is hurting me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, trying to find ways to make extra cash so that I can you know pay rent and car payment and food and all that stuff. Um, and then everything with my stepfather has just been a lot. And and so you know, there's just. A lot of stuff going on. Oh, and I'm uh, I'm applying to grad school though. Hey, so that's a good thing. I got rejected from one, um, but the one and it's uh, Jake. You might find this one funny. Um, the one that is that I hopefully going to get into. Uh, don't want to jinx it. Is a private Christian school. <laughs> I Hell yeah! But in conversations with them, and they're very local to where I am. Um, I know one of the professors personally uh, because you know we worked together previously. Mm-hmm. Um, the, my admissions counselor ironically works at the place where I go to seek therapy. Um, and so I got great recommendations about her from my therapist. Um, but also if it's any, I mean, I know, you know, some of the therapists at this place, they're all really chill. And when I talked to her about it, I said, Hey, like I originally didn't want to go to Christian university because yeah. Um, and I told her where I'm at and she's like, that's actually great. Please bring that all. Like I, and she's like, I consider myself to be more of a mystic as well. I consider myself to be definitely in the same place as you are. And so that that's cool. But oh, yeah. uh, we'll see in the next... By the time... I have my interview next Wednesday. So the day after this episode releases, I will be interviewing for grad school. So um, send your manifestations or your prayers or whatever my way, fam. Send them vibes! Yeah, I'd actually be really sad because this place is actually has a really good uh, MFT program. So Yeah, so Jake... Oh, fuck. How are you doing? <laughs> well, really? uh, currently in this very moment, uh, I'm a bit buzzed. I can't, I don't know if you can tell, I but, can. Yeah, I can. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, let's see. Uh, let me lean I, back I, in I my wanna, therapist couch. I want to quickly mention, um, when we were finishing up that last se- segment, um, and I was talking about like Babylon B and stuff, Jake was legitimately like, I think sleeping. <laughs> That's probably not entirely inaccurate. He so. almost started snoring and then he woke up. Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk let's let's talk about how I'm doing right now. I would say that currently in my you know, in where my life has been over the last month, I have been pretty overwhelmed, but I'm in a transitional period to be whelmed. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, I would prefer a little bit of time to be a little underwhelmed. I'm not going to lie. I could use a little bit of the valley in the roller coaster instead of all these goddamn hills and plateaus. But you know what? I will take it. I, I'll take, uh, I'll take being whelmed over just being constantly overwhelmed. So the reason why I've been overwhelmed is because I've started my second job, uh, and so, you know, working two jobs is great on top of doing this podcast and on top of going to film school uh, and trying to get all those, like, Venn diagrams in my life to line up perfectly so I can put a pin right there in the middle. Uh, it's it's difficult. It's not easy. And uh, hopefully, eventually, I wanted to, like... 
I want to be able to, uh, you know, have some actual free time to relax or do anything. But, like, I haven't been able to relax because I feel like every time I'm taking a breath, it feels wrong. And, mm. it, you know, not necessarily a healthy mindset to have no. when you have so many, uh, when you have so many plates to keep up in the air that when finally you can set one of the plates down and breathe a sigh of relief, it feels like, it feels wrong that you don't have that plate in the air. But, uh... Well, that's, I, think, I feel like that's the thing that comes with maturity. Yeah. I think most of, I mean, as I've gotten older and shit, uh, that was something that I had to deal with, and I think a lot of my friends do too, so that's, that's, that's normal. Exactly. And also, there's a, there's a couple of games that I've really wanted to play for a long time, that I couldn't convince myself to play because it feels like a chore to do so. Uh, it's part of the ADHD mindset where, like, you know, oh, I want to know the story of this game. But because I want to know the story of the game, I don't want to sit through the hours and hours of gameplay in order to just get the tiny little snidbits of story. But also, at the same time, I feel like I need to earn those uh, tidbits of story before I even touch like watching someone else play it just for the story you know what i mean yeah i started on some games that do that when i find out that there's like multiple arcs i learn the save points so then i save it and save it into another file so that way i don't have to go back to it there you i don't go. have to like do like hours of gameplay i can just go straight to it whenever i need to there you go that's good yeah yeah no so i'm my one leisure thing that I have is starting to feel like a chore. And that's not good. Yeah. Or great, so. <sighs> anyway, that's kind of where I'm at right now. We're too tired in individuals. Very, very tired. And I feel, I feel like that's where I've been at. Like, I, I did this uh, weed meditation yesterday. Weed meditation? Yeah. Um, check out... Oh, let me find it real quick. It's It's... They're pretty cool. Uh, my roommate showed me it yesterday, and you don't have to do it with weed whatsoever. Um, I think it's like weed meditations with Liz. Um, oh, wait, I know where I put it. I sent it to people today. Um, it is a podcast called Getting Stoned with Liz. Ah. So... Um, honestly, check it out. Um, it was very relaxing. This one was called Letting Go. Um, I have been realizing, like, the, like this last couple weeks, I've needed to take multiple naps during the day, which is a, which is normally a sign that I'm very tired. Normally, yeah. I'll take, like, one nap. Today, I didn't take any naps, which is a very good sign. Yeah. Um, but I've needed to take multiple naps, and this meditation, when I did it after work, um, I ended up, like, knocking out hard. Like, when I do meditation and knock out that hard, it's normally a sign that I have not been sleeping as much, or that I have been, but everything else around me is exhausting. And so, you know, if you're out there, I think a lot of us are feeling tired and overwhelmed and exhausted, and I think we're starting to enter into a new phase, you know, like a new cycle. It's time to stop feeling overwhelmed and start to feel whelmed. Yeah, and so whatever you need to do in your life, figure that out, move things around, change priorities, whatever you got to do, do what you got to do so that way you can, you know, feel whelmed and not overwhelmed or underwhelmed. Get some rest. Like, it's really good to get rest. 
Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that does it for this episode. Do we have to? Um, oh, we haven't said I'm sorry, Mom, in a while. That is true. I feel like we said it last episode, but it's been so long since last episode. Yeah. Well, as always. I'm so I'm sorry, sorry, Mom. I'm so sorry. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray that Governor of Florida Ron DeSantis' children come out to him as trans or gay to his crushing heartbreak and undying shame. And I pray, Lord, that his wife is blessed with many STDs. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Angsty Christian Podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Angsty Christian Pod. And if you really, really like our show and you want to support us, make sure to go over to our Patreon. Thanks, and, Mom. Yeah, thank you, Mom. And become one of our backers. And if you would like to email us about literally anything, you hate us, you like us, you want to be with us, whatever, I don't care, email us at angstychristianpodcast at gmail.com. Also realize when I said that, it sounds like you want to be in a relationship with us. Well, two of us are single, but please don't. That's weird. I'll hold your hand. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, all music is done by Brad Tsushima. He is a homie. Thank you so much, Brad. We love you. Is the statue of Literby? I'm gonna shit my pants. I'm about to shit my pants. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs>